0: I've had you on the show for a couple of weeks now and uh, i suppose i'm going to start with one of my questions is my heart did do a little jump when i read today that 13 people had died in the last 24 hours uh, as of coronavirus that seems quite a spike and a jump yes <clears throat> and unfortunately i mean
1: this is what the, all of the modeling tells us we should anticipate um, we did our lockdown early and um, from what we understand about this, this virus and how it spreads, that was the right thing to do. But uh, we are very concerned that with the relaxing of the conditions that we are going to see people coming out and some people won't obey the rules. I mean, this is mm. going to be one of the problems we have to look at. Um, so we do anticipate that the numbers will go up despite the fact that we have flattened the curve and we know we've done that and that is good. Um, but I think what's going to be very important as we have this relaxation is that relaxation is not the same as normal life. And we're going to, have to keep having that very, very strong social message and communication to everybody. That social distancing, washing, masks, all of these things continue to be an absolute requirement and will be for many, many months to come.
0: Prof Rees, I'm going to ask you to just shift around a little bit. And the line is... Uh a little bit unclear, but we do hear you. I've got a question from someone saying, good day all, can someone assist me with the offence? Will I be in conf- contravention of a law by not wearing a face mask? Uh, is this... Michelle, can you hear me a bit better now? Yeah, I think that's a little bit better. <coughs> okay.
1: So, the the it's not contravention of a law, but there's a very strong recommendation um, that this is what we should do. And remember that we're we're not in normal times. We're in times where the government has assumed um, authority in a way that is, isn't normal, and precisely because they need to have more authority to do things uh, because of, of, of the pandemic. But <clears throat> So in terms of the face masks and socially wearing them, this is really a very strong now public health recommendation. What we're saying is for sure we all now know that healthcare workers, people in the front line who are highly exposed, must wear the medical masks. Yeah. But what we also understand now is that the, the homemade masks, and there are many really good products now out there and on the market, um, protect you, from, they'll stop you if you cough or sneeze, those droplets won't go out there. So if everyone starts to do this, for example, in a taxi, um, if there are two people in a taxi who are coughing or sneezing, and they might well be just because they've got a common cold. <coughs> But those droplets are not going to get out into the taxi. So that's why we're strongly recommending that people should wear face masks. But we now know that these, these some of the droplets that carry the virus hang in the air for possibly up to hours. Yeah. And so it's, it's important that people protect uh, what we call good cough etiquette, that you protect your face. So... Strongly, strongly recommended as a public health measure, and it's the kind of thing that if all of us in society start to do it, will become a norm, and then there'll be a real comfort
0: around doing it. So we do have a question from anonymous in KZN, and I must say it's a, it's a question that I um, did wonder myself. Um, saying, um, can you clear up when we look at best practice with those masks? Which one, which way do we put it? The white on the outside or the blue on the outside? Well. <laughs> Now, I don't know which mask they're talking about. Um, so it will depend
1: on the design of the mask. Some of the masks, even the homemade masks, have got little respirator things in them. And then there'll be an instruction. If they're cloth masks, they're often the architecture of the mask you'll see is designed to the face. It's like almost like a little bit of a beak shape or a, mm. a rounding. That would be the side that you, you keep outside. But it, it's, the white or the blue is difficult because I, without seeing the, <coughs> the mask they're talking about... There are masks that are sold in boxes in, yes. in the chemisties. Are probably, possibly, what they're talking about. I think they are those they're, Yes. Those normally have a little, little strip at the top. Yeah. And that little strip, you mold over your nose, and that will tell you. So you mold that over your nose, and that will tell you which side. The, the side will go on your nose, and you'll squeeze it to the shape of your nose because that will give you a tighter protection
0: against your face. So, a question from Tish in KwaZulu-Natal, and I'm going to give you the question, and then we're going to go to the break and get your answer directly afterwards. Just Tish saying, could the professor tell us if there is any evidence of long-term damage to the lungs in patients who recover from the infection? We'll go to a break, and when we come back, if you could answer that one.
1: The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. Michelle Constant.
0: So we've got Prof. Helen Rees on the line asking, answering all your frequently asked questions and uh, Tish wants to know about the impact on our lungs.
1: It's a very, very good question because
0: as we know, the, the, the real pathology that we
1: worry about from this virus is in the lungs and this is the thing that where we see very serious illness and death, it's usually the lungs that uh, are the reason for that. So so the answer to that is a bit complicated. The problem with this being a new virus is that we don't know all the that will give us some of these answers. What we do know though is that if you have many people will have a cough with a mild or moderate illness, those people vast majority are getting better and have full recovery. For people who get severely ill, I think there will be two things that will possibly determine it. One would be the severity of the illness in the lungs and those Those patients will have to be closely monitored after recovery. The other would be whether that infection from the virus is on top of another lung problem. So, if you have TB and you have the virus, or if you have a chronic lung condition and you have the virus, does that condition worsen? And those are the kinds of things that we're going to have to watch very closely. There isn't a definitive answer yet, but um, clearly. The severity of the infection um, will require people to be
0: very closely monitored after recovery prop you mentioned the fact that we we we're still trying to understand this virus and in fact um I think it was on bbc world I heard this a few days ago is that they're starting to wonder if the virus does infect um the brain as well yes that that, that is correct um i mean
1: with the, the more we look at this the more the, the more the questions are being asked we're also wondering about the impact of the virus on what's called thromboembolic disease which can affect um the, the the lungs and 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 possibly the brain at the moment it's not the predominant presentation um but we do know that people do get can get quite severe headaches and the the reason for that headaches is not is not yet clear but again the vast majority of people, just to reassure everyone, the vast majority of people who get this illness will recover, even if they've had a headache and a bad headache during the course of their illness, will recover completely. But it's, it's quite right that we are now also looking at other organ systems, including the brain, and the impact on what's the, on the cardiovascular system and on clotting.
0: Uh, we've got a question from Ashley and Morimole saying, "I'd love to wear a mask, but I don't have money to buy them. What are the other options that I can use to be compliant?" Well, you can do something at home. I mean, you know, doing something at home is
1: better than doing nothing. If you've got a couple of scarves, but don't just have a single layer, because the single layer will simply get moist, and if there's virus in the air, that, that, that the virus will enjoy that moisture. So, so try and get multiple layers and just tie it on, as you, you saw in the old-fashioned cowboy films, you know, the sort of bandanas that people mm. wear. Um, just multiple layers and wash. Um, and also observe all the rules. So the inside is the part that's been exposed. So be careful when you take it off. Try not to touch the outside, wash it with and water, and then rewear. But just to say that there are a lot of non-governmental organizations who are now actually... Try to procure and distribute masks for people, understanding that not everyone is even going to be able to afford the 10 or 20 rands that, that a homemade mask that's been manufactured mm. will cost. So keep your keep eyes out in your communities because uh, for people who can't afford, there are people now distributing.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, Ashley, I hope that helps you. Someone wants to know, a COVID body, is it still infected if it's dug up years or months later? for example, to rebury or move or whatever? Very good question. And again,
1: (coughs) time will tell. One of the things we do know, for example, from the Spanish flu that we've been talking about more and more from... from 1918, yeah. Yes. We do know that there were people who were explorers who were crossing the Arctic Circle who died from this flu. And when they went literally, uh, you know... uh, you know years and years and years later, and dug up those bodies, they could still isolate this this oh, virus, no, no so um, that, but that was obviously frozen um, so but, but I think this is something that we, we obviously is, is going to be a concern. The feeling would be though that if you die and the tissues all die, the virus is very likely in our climate to to die with you. but they, to be frozen is, is an exceptional circumstance. So, um, but but having said that, one of the groups that have to be extraordinarily careful, because they're handling bodies that have newly died, of course, are the people involved in the funeral
0: um, and undertaker business. What about, um, someone wants to know, we know that uh, we, we might see the, the final peak around August, September, and someone wants to know, why is this the peak time? So... Just remember that this was
1: a brand new virus. And so when it came in, we only had, as you know, a few cases. Mm. Um, But we had a population that had never experienced this virus before, so had no immunity to it. But for one case to spread overnight rapidly, it doesn't work like that. That one case might infect two people. Those two people might infect four people. So what you see is this, this snowballing and and that's what we call the exponential curve, the one that goes up very steeply. It's slow to begin with, and then it takes off. By having the the firm lockdown, we've flattened that. So we've flattened that curve to the right. So fewer people got infected more quickly. But we recognize that there has been no country so far that's been able to stop this completely. Um, It's extremely difficult to do. New Zealand's done a good job as an island state, but for countries like ours, it's much more difficult because we have many borders and a lot of, po- a larger population and a lot of movement. So what's going to happen is that the people who are vulnerable, you'll hit a peak. And at that point, well, several things will happen. There'll be some people in the community that because of their lifestyle, where they live, how they live, will, won't be exposed to the virus. There'll be others who will have had possibly asymptomatic infection and be immune, and others who will have been infected will have known about it and will therefore be immune. So, so we still think that have, had the infection, for most people will give even limited period of protection against being infected. It's another area that's under having a lot of research done but at the moment we do think that there'll be an element of protection if you've been infected both with symptoms or without symptoms. When you hit that peak, What's happening is that the virus is is running out of vulnerable people to infect, and it will start to go down. But for that to happen, it does mean that we're going to have to really adhere to all these public health measures. The fact that lockdown isn't severe doesn't mean, in fact, it's probably more important now that everyone really continues the hand washing, the social distancing.
0: That is critical. Otherwise, that peak will be much higher than it would otherwise be. Prof uh, our last question is what is uh, the temperature of high disease I mean not high disease what what, what is the te- what is the temperature of high and fever
1: um now I'm not sure what they're getting at there's, there's no specific thing that says so if you have that temperature you've got that you've got covid-19 yeah um we know that with many many infections they're characterized by having high fever it's things Malaria, people are familiar with.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, even seasonal flu, you can have very high fever. So there are many infections. That's the way the body responds to infectious diseases is that one way it fights it off is in fact that you get the fever and it's part of the body's mechanism to try and fight off this infection. So there isn't a particular fever level that says, ah, if I've only got temperature 37.8, I, I'm unlikely to have COVID. It doesn't work like that. people yeah. might have a very low-grade temperature, some people might have very high temperature. We're also seeing that people's temperatures go up and down um, in waves. So that you might be feeling okay and then a few hours later develop a temperature and really feel quite bad. So there is no cut off definitive temperature that's
0: associated with the infection. Professor Helen Rees, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate these insights. We know that sometimes we're asking similar questions, but they are frequently asked questions. And uh, the more we know about how we need to react and act, the better. It's 830